Hello, and welcome to the Untamed Yogini Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Marie, your womb yoga priestess. I'm a certified yoga teacher specializing in yoga for women, womb health, and feminine spirituality. In a world structured for disconnection, my goal is to empower you in living deeply rooted to the wisdom of your body, personal gifts, and divine sovereignty, so you can meet yourself where you are and navigate the seasons of womanhood with confidence and grace. I believe when we restore the balance within ourselves, the world will follow. But it begins with the self, right here, right now, one womb at a time. Now let's jump in. Hello, welcome. Today I'm really excited about this episode because we're going to be talking about inversions. Do we do them during menstruation or do we not? So before we get into the inversion part, let's talk about what's going on during menstruation, right? During menstruation, the uterus is actually expelling the unfertilized lining from the uterus that's been built up throughout the duration of your cycle to potentially hold a fertilized egg. And when that doesn't happen, it releases. And therefore that is what our menstrual blood is. Um, now it's also during this time, our bodies are cleansing away impurities within the organs and, you know, also the reproductive system. So this is essentially a time for cleansing and release. Now, in order for this to take place, the life energy, the life force energy, prana, is moving down, okay? Now, this is also why some women experience period poops. Now, there's no eloquent eloquent way of putting that, Um, but that's because there is a downward force of energy And then physically how that manifests is the cleansing away of impurities within the organs and the reproductive system. Yeah. So in Ayurveda, Ayurveda is the sister practice of yoga. It is the most ancient form. And, uh, you know, the ancient yogis call this down life energy force, a panavayu. And it's responsible for the flow of energy within the reproductive system. Now in Ayurveda, there are five values. Okay. And this translates to the winds of life force energy, and each one governs a different system within the body. Now today, we're just going to talk about two that are particularly important to the menstruation cycle. So I had mentioned earlier upon a value which governs the downward prana or life force energy of the reproductive system and the dark half of your menstrual cycle. So this includes luteal phase and menstruation phase. There are four phases to your menstrual cycle. And because it correlates with the moon or the cycle of the moon, you know, approximately 28, a regular cycle can go 28 to 35 days. Um, but because of this, right, we know the moon, it waxes and it wanes. When it's waxing, the energy is building up to the full moon. And when it's waning, the energy is depleting till we move to the dark moon. Okay. And so I like to call this second half luteal menstruation, the dark side of the moon. 
Now, we also have pranavayu. Now, pranavayu governs the upward flow of life force energy, and it's moving toward the mind and the light half of your cycle. So that's going to be the follicular phase and the ovulatory phase. Okay. This is when energy is building. Essentially, if we're talking about the moon, it would be moving toward a full moon, which is in direct correlation with ovulation. Okay. So now that you know the understanding of energy, right? And what's happening in the body. Okay. Now we're talking about life force energy. Now, if we were to break this down scientifically, um, the dark phase of your moon, (laughs) of your moon, the dark phase of your cycle, luteal and menstruation, progesterone is increasing, which gives you more of that kind of melancholy, moody, slower paced, um, energy. And on the lighter half, the follicular ovulatory side, estrogen is increasing. Okay. Estrogen is the ruling hormone here. And that gives you, um, you know, sharpness and vitality and lots of energy and sex appeal, if I might add. (laughs) So, all right, let's go ahead and move forward by practicing inversions, right? So if we're practicing inversions during menstruation, understanding how the energetic components are working, not only is the flow of blood reversing back into the body of course, it's not going to go back into the uterus, but it is going the opposite direction in which nature wants it to go, which is out. (laughs) Um, but so is the natural flow of energy, right? So when you're inverting, you're activating pranavayu, which is the upward flow of energy. When your body is in the process of a pranavayu, which is downward flow of energy. So what's happening is you're opposing the energies and this can create imbalance in your body and in your cycle. And this is why, uh, a lot of yogis, a lot of Ayurvedic practitioners are going to say, avoid inverting during menstruation because it's going against the grain, right? And, you know, a lot of Ayurvedic practitioners would agree that many of the menstrual disorders that women experience in Western culture are due to the failure to understand the importance of rest during menstruation. So just to go into that a little bit here, right? The way that our society is built is based on the male hormonal system, which is the solar cycle, which is 24 hours. So within 24 hours, you reset or the, the male cycle resets, excuse me, the male hormonal cycle resets every 24 hours. Whereas a woman's hormonal cycle resets every month, you know, every 28 to 35 days, depending on how long your cycle is more in correlation again with the moon. Okay. So for us to fully reset, it takes about a month for a a man. It takes about, it, it takes one day. Okay. And so our society is set on this solar cycle. And so as we move through our moon cycle, our moon cycles, our menstrual cycles, that's more correlated to the moon, right? It doesn't always match that solar cycle. So a lot of times, you know, due to work or, 
you know, other obligations, we're kind of trained to just keep going, right? We're, we're not often taught about our hormonal system and how to properly nourish each phase. We're not uh, taught the importance of rest during menstruation so that we can fully reset and be revitalized when we begin again. Um, instead, we're taught, you know, <laughs> you go to sleep, you wake up, you do it all over again, whatever your responsibilities are. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, right? And so think about how many times even you may have, you know, had certain deadlines or obligations or whatever it was, and you just push through one, not wanting to be, to look weak or, or, um, or, or just feeling like there's just no other way. Like you just have to get it done. You just have to push through, right? You just got to push through. And that's exactly what they're talking about here is that failure to understand the importance of rest during menstruation. Because the way you nourish yourself during menstruation will set you up for success for the duration of that, of that cycle for the rest of the month, essentially, right? And the more that we don't do it, the more likely you are to experience adrenal fatigue, burnout, right? Um, menstrual disorders like um, heavy bleeds, uh, intense mood swings, intense cramps, right? And a whole array of other disorders. Because of the failure to understand not only the importance of rest during menstruation, but to be able to nourish the cycle as a whole. Um, and so again, just coming back to that point is the way you nourish yourself during menstruation will actually set you up for the failure or success of how you experience your next cycle and your next period. All right. Well, continuing on to this inversion topic, I wanted to share a time in my cycle during luteal phase. Now remember luteal phase is on that dark side of the moon, uh, downward waning energy phase of the cycle. And I knew this at the time I was already, you know, tracking heavily my cycle and uh, taking care of myself. And so that's why I became really curious as to what was happening because there was this time I consistently craved hamburgers and handstands during my luteal phase. And it was usually just days before my bleed. I would, I would, I knew that I was about to bleed within the next, uh, 48 to 72 hours when I craved hamburgers and handstands. <laughs> and I remember telling some of my clients and friends about this and they were like, that is really interesting occurrence. <laughs> and I was like, so no, none of you have experienced this. They're like, no, not particularly. I'm like, okay, so what is going on here? And I really got curious. And this happened for, I would say between six and eight months. Um, and so, you know, like, like I said, I continuously tracked, I started tracking when I was having, uh, these cravings, just not just of the meat, but also of <laughs> the handstands. 
uh, how I felt afterward, um, at what point, you know, all that. And this is why. Okay. So I was craving beef to balance my sugar. So during luteal phase, progesterone is high, which I had mentioned earlier, and can lead to blood sugar levels becoming unstable, which inevitably leads to cravings. So notice if you have cravings during luteal phase, are you craving sweets like chocolate? Are you craving uh, salty foods? Are you craving meat? Each one of those things holds a different component in which your body is actually calling for. Therefore, it is craving it. Yeah. So there was actually a study done uh, that shows that during premenstrual syndrome, the intake of proteins, especially animal proteins, are increased. And the reason is because it helps to stabilize the blood sugar and thus prolong the feeling of feeling um, fulfilled and reduces the cravings. Okay. And so this is what was happening with me. I was craving the, the meat. Um, and it was also right before my bleed too. So my iron may have been dropping as well. And when I did eat the meat, I felt more satiated, right? Now, why was I craving handstands, right? This is supposed to be the downward prana flow, right? So why on earth would my body begin to crave handstands when it is going against the natural flow? And this is where I got really curious because I knew this and I didn't understand why would I want to go upside down? Why would I want to go upside down? So during this time, you know, I often experience increased anxiety days before my period. Like it can get really bad. And by inverting, inverting actually reduces stress, promotes blood circulation and deep relaxation, which in turn is great for your hormonal system, right? So again, like I had mentioned, I think I had mentioned, you know, when cortisol levels rise, our hormonal system becomes imbalanced. I'm not sure if I said that earlier or not, (laughs) but I'm saying it now. (laughs) Um, And so this is what was happening. It was kind of like my mind, body, soul connection was saying, Hey, you know what? To go upside down would actually really help soothe the anxiety. So it felt, it really came down to my body, my, my mental state was craving the release of the anxiety and that over overran what the natural flow of downward energy was. Now, mind you, I, I wasn't bleeding at this point either. It was days before my bleed. Um, and when I did go upside down, I did feel better. I felt more rooted. That was, that's the only way I can really express it. I felt strong and rooted after I went upside down for, you know, a little while. And so looking back, right, my body was communicating the entire time. And although I did listen, 
right? I did eat the hamburger and I did do the handstands. It took a little time for me to catch on to what this pattern was and to do a little bit more digging to realize the exact communication that my body was, was sharing with me. Um, I just knew if I listened, I felt better. And so I think, you know, if you're going to take away anything from this is that remember that your body's a divine communication source and your cycle is always working for you. Like it's always working for you. I know that we've been taught differently. I know that you may have experienced so much crap throughout your cycle or experience through your, you know, through your bleed that it feels like it could be a pain in the ass. But if it's become a real pain in the ass, it's your body's way of screaming at you to pay attention because you're not broken. You're working perfectly. Your body is working for you. Your cycle is working for you. It's always working in your favor to help you stay healthy and balanced. You just have to listen. And the louder that communication, the, and when I say communication, the, the symptoms or cravings or whatever it is, it's your body's way of saying, I need it. I need it. Okay. I need you to pay attention. You know, when talking about cravings, my mom had shared with me when she was pregnant with me, she craved dirt. She craved soil, like deep, rich soil. And this is often a very common, um, craving for some women who are pregnant because they can become anemic and she was anemic. So she craved this rich iron. She said she never actually did it, but she came really, really close. (laughs) And, um, it just goes to show that your body, it will tell you, right? Like I couldn't resist the hamburgers. I couldn't resist the handstands. I just had to figure out exactly why. And that's where that curiosity came into play. You know, so remember by listening to your body and tracking your cycle regularly, you're going to actually notice what patterns begin, begin to unfold and become present. And the more you see these patterns, the better you're going to be able to understand what's happening and respond. And that time will get shorter and shorter and shorter because the more curious, the more connected you become with your body and your body's communication, the more intuitive knowing, right? Your intuition is going to build on this and and that, that time span in which you're still, you know, trying to understand that communication, it'll get shorter and shorter and you'll be really in tune with your body and be able to make those subtle tweaks because that's really all it is. I mean, it's just a subtle tweak in your system that can throw you off. And it's also a subtle tweak in which can get you right back on track, right? So it really is important to listen to that communication of your body and to honor the energy flow of your body. So coming back to inversions, should you invert during menstruation? Now today I went over the Ayurvedic teachings of prana life force energy within the mind and the reproductive system and how that works within your cycle. I gave you a personal experience from my own life and 
I gave you this, I broke down the science of what's happening. So really, I'm not going to tell you what to do because I believe that you are a sovereign queen and that only you can decide what is right for you. So take this information and make up your own mind. With that said, I want to encourage you to explore and get curious. Don't just take my, my words as truth or not truth, but rather take it in, sit with it, get curious about how it applies to you, how this information resonates within you, within your body, within your cycle, and try it on. Try on some of the things that, um, that I shared, try on some of the things, uh, that you want to, if you want to invert during menstruation, do it, see how you feel. If it doesn't feel right, don't do it. Right. (laughs) Give yourself permission and the grace to explore and to get curious. All right, love. I want to thank you so much for being here and allowing me to share with you today. I hope that this information was valuable and of service to you. If you want to go deeper into understanding the energetics, the, the science, right. Around your womb. My yoga womb priestess training is going to be coming up here soon and I'll be opening up the wait list. We'll be beginning in the fall. If you're a teacher and want to deepen your knowledge to be of service to women, this could be great for you. Or if you're just on your own personal healing journey within your womb and womanhood, this also could be for you. So I would love to have you right now. The best thing to do if you're not on the Untamed Yogini newsletter is to get on there. You can head over to untamedyogini.com and you can sign up for free. You'll even get a gift uh, which is my full womb ritual workshop and workbook. So it teaches you how to really embrace your cycle through ritual for all the different phases of your cycle. It's a really delicious workshop and workbook to enhance your connection with your cycle. So if you're not already on the email list and would like to be, and you're interested in that gift, then head over there and sign up. I'd love to have you in the community. So once again, thank you so much for listening and until next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, please take a moment to comment and leave a rating. Not only would I be incredibly grateful, but it also helps us to expand our reach and build this amazing community. If you'd like to learn how you can work with me, please visit my website, untamedyogini.com. And don't forget to follow so you never miss an episode. You can join me right here every Wednesday. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.